0: You never know where your next opportunity to change your life will come from. Our guest today shares her amazing story of what happened and what it resulted in, along with some other great gems of insights. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast. ServiceNow Admins, Builders, Developers, and of course all the curious individuals that I always say with the utmost love and respect, welcome to or welcome back to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast, where we bring you the latest tools, tips, and tradecraft to accelerate your career. Oh, that's a marketing statement if there ever was one. Joining me today, as always, is my teammate, senior developer advocate, Lauren McManaman. How are you today, Lauren?
1: Um, By the sound of my voice, I've been better, but I am here uh, in spirit. So please forgive the gravelly
0: tone. I apologize. You can always sing Miley Cyrus for karaoke. (laughs) Well, we hope you get better soon. We're going to forge through this as best we can, given what we've got. But what we've got is someone amazing. We've got the pleasure of talking to senior developer Ebony Akibala. How are you today, Ebony?
2: Hey, everybody. Oh my gosh, I'm so, so happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Chuck. Thank you for having me, Lauren. It's amazing.
0: It's our pleasure. You are becoming quite the poster child in 2023 for ServiceNow. <laughs> oh,
2: fuck. Quit making me blush. <laughs> Thank
0: you. I'm seeing your name all over the place. You've been on our sales kickoff keynote with Lara Kamey. Oh, man. How can we not take time to talk to you? And as this is released, you'll be on stage at the CreatorCon keynote the very next day.
2: No, and... I uh, am nervous. However, I'm gonna rock it. I know it. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, they're gonna love you. Who doesn't? <laughs> well, let's let's back up a little bit. We got to do our standard intro. So before we begin, we always like to get to know our guest. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: All right. So my name is Ebony Akibla, like a Kibla cookie or a elf, however you want to pronounce it. And uh, I'm actually a FAMU graduate of psychology. So I actually come from a non technical Background: I'm a sorority girl as well, so I'm a Sigma Gamma Rho. If you any, if anyone knows about that, graduated from the highest of seven hills, and I'm not going to mention when I just dis- when I graduated. However, <laughs> I don't want to put my age out there because I still look pretty young for my age. However, um, you know, uh, this has just been such a uh, unique and fantastic journey to be a part of the Service Now community. And um, ever since I started my journey in 2019, I have pretty much have been enjoying it so much. I'm, I'm a mother. Um, I am a, a wife. I do so many different things. And like, it's just such a great experience to, um, to be here living in Atlanta and just enjoying life for the most part. Well, speaking of Atlanta, uh, I had the pleasure of meeting you and your wonderful
1: family at the developer meetup in Atlanta, which was really, really fun, Um, which kind of transitions us into my first uh, kind of like slow ball question of the day, which is if you could live anywhere in the world aside from the lovely Atlanta, where
2: would it be and why? Oh, it'll be uh, Ghana. Ooh. So Ghana is, of course, in Africa. But one of the great things about it that most people don't know about is um, the pineapples. So they're Ooh. known for growing all types of pineapples there. And my husband was telling me stories when he used to um, visit about how um, it would be completely dark and you would see the stars twinkling like um, in the sky. And I look forward to actually seeing that where everything is completely dark around you, but you can see the universe and the stars and I have a thing for astronomy. So I look forward to just laying on my back, looking up above and seeing the universe for what it is.
1: Oh, that's a beautiful sentiment. I feel you like with the light pollution based in Dallas. That's definitely <laughs> not something that we get on
0: Yeah. If the listener has not seen how pineapples grow, it's kind of fascinating because it's not how you would think. It's it's almost like on this agave-like plant, this spiky plant, and then out comes this stem with a pineapple on the end of it. <laughs> It's really bizarre looking. It's like that's not how I would expect they grow.
2: Yeah, because at first I thought that they actually grew on trees, but yeah, <laughs> they definitely don't.
0: Kind of what it looks like because it's it's got a leafy top to it. It's like it must attach there. Nope. It's almost like that's it. it it's like uh, the fruit of a flower, you know, and the flower comes out on the stem, gets pollinated, of course, and yeah, it's it, it it's when we were in Hawaii, we saw how they grew, and I went neat didn't know that cashews are another spectacularly confusing one going didn't see that coming
2: and also about Ghana as well they um they're also known as one of the leading producers of cocoa so to be able to have like really chocolate I'm kind of looking forward to having as well so
0: pineapple and chocolate how about chocolate covered pineapple I'm there that sounds amazing (laughs) (laughs)
2: let me know when we're going (laughs) absolutely let's go
0: well speaking of fun When you're not at work, what do you enjoy doing for fun?
2: All right. I like to call it the GNG. So I'm a gamer, and I also like to garden as well. So um, I still haven't gotten the PS5 yet, but on my PS4, I have downloaded all the games of Yakuza. So if anyone's familiar with the series, it spans from 10 years. And I'm on Yakuza, uh, Yakuza Kwame 2. Mm. And um, that's actually the third segment out of the 10 year span. So pretty much you are this ex Yakuza gangster and you do all these type of missions. And if anyone is familiar, it's completely wild and wacky. And <laughs> <laughs> if you're not into subtitles, it's not going to be the game for you, but if you are, you're going to be on a fantastic ride Story's phenomenal, um just everything about it just ties in together and series of characters are just just amazing. So I actually uh at knowledge last year told Jace about it, and I guess I sold it enough to him that for him to actually play it. He's like, it's an amazing game. So now he, he was hooked.
0: <laughs> when you said gaming and gardening, I had this vision of you know, you you playing with the garden gnomes or something.
1: Or like Animal Crossing, yeah. <laughs> oh no,
0: there's a yeah, there's a dragon <laughs> in the Gladiolas. And the gnomes are eating the foxglove again. Not the gnomes and the foxglove. You know what happens when gnomes eat foxglove?
1: I feel like your journey to convince people to play Yakuza is like is me trying to convince everyone to play near Automata. It's a similar path of like I know not a lot of play people play
2: it. It's really good. Trust me, please. Mm -hmm. Like that's literally all I try to do in my spare time. Absolutely. (laughs) But when you find that one person that decides to do it and they come back to you and they're like, oh, it's it's amazing. And I'm just like, "See, you see, I was right. I was right. I have cred. I have street cred. Like. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i mean i don't want to admit this but I'm, I, I'm obsessed and keenly aware that the breath of the wild sequel comes out the day i leave for knowledge so that's a nice little <laughs> little bug in my ear to distract me now i'm gonna
2: have to check that out most definitely
1: well speaking aside from all the fun stuff i guess now it's probably time to turn it back to work stuff so how did you get started with ServiceNow?
2: actually i got started with ServiceNow based on a LinkedIn posts. So I wanted to actually start in IT, but really just didn't know exactly how. I felt like the universe just pretty much made this happen for me. I was randomly on LinkedIn and there it was, there was a post about getting free training into IT. I'm like, okay, is this something that I should go ahead and do? Could this possibly, you know, be something else? I was like, I'll go ahead and give it a shot. Went through the couple of interviews and actually got accepted from there I found myself being a part of the next gen rise up program and from there the rest is history the
1: rest is history man well was there a side I, I do like it when people bring up LinkedIn because it's kind of one of the like less famous social media platforms but so incredibly valuable if you know how to use it in the right way was there a specific person or group on LinkedIn that you were following that kind of keyed you in or or just in general like a person that kind of influenced you in this direction?
2: The people that pretty much influence me are my daughter and my husband. So my daughter, she's she's 4 years old. Her name is Gia and she is the love of my life. Um every single day she just surprises me with something new and different. Uh reading her favorite story Creepy Pair of Underwear to, <laughs> to um you know uh just new and different things that that she brings up. So now she's um Obsessed with uh, learning about carbonation and but she's obsessed with like chemistry and understanding. At four? Yes. Yes. Dang. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, I, I swear I have this this uh, kid that's going to be way, way smarter than I am.
0: Yeah. I think you mentioned earlier this year she was interested in non-Newtonian fluids.
2: Right. There's this show on, on Netflix called Emily's Wonder Lab if anyone is interested in getting their kids started having that complete interest in, in science, go ahead and let them watch it for like 10 minutes. I swear your kid's going to be hooked into science automatically because they do all types of cool cool experiments. You know, that's where her interest pretty much sparked from. So they create slime and all types of other stuff like that. And, um, that's how she found herself liking science and we just bought our science kits and stuff like that. And, um, the last experiment that we actually did was around oxidation. So we were, (laughs) you know, she was able to see how that whole thing works and and we fell in love with that. And my husband, um, my husband has had like such a unique uh, way of looking at things. And he's just been my rock. Um, He's been through his whole uh, journey of pivoting as um, well. So he started off as a firefighter. Now he's working as um, as an electrician and he's been doing that for quite some time. I'm trying to get him to do service now, eventually, hopefully he'll go ahead and start sipping on the Kool-Aid. <laughs> it's infectious. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, don't you want to stay home? Aren't you tired of like doing all of this hard stuff? You can use your brain and, you know, hang out with me. you're
0: gonna be an advocate soon
2: (laughs) you know i'm supposed to be promoting one million people to rise up i mean service now family hello so (laughs) so i'm like might as well right but um yeah my husband has been my my rock my support system um my cheerleader just everything and and anything that i will want in in a spouse you know just He's just amazing.
0: <laughs> no, I love that you can you can keep it home and that it centers around your home life. A follow-up question to that would be: how has ServiceNow changed your life?
2: It's so many different things that ServiceNow has done for me. Um, ServiceNow has given me two things that I feel like are so important: access and opportunity. And what I mean by that is is that I have access to do so many different things within the platform that I felt like I wouldn't have been able to do before certain things that were looked at as um, being able to use certain parts of your brain to figure out problems and looking at it from different, different aspects. That's, that's rewarded here being able to solve yeah. problems. I'm, I love that. I'm able to um, go on vacations. Um, that was a major thing for me Um <laughs> Another thing that I would like to mention as well is that my mom she lives in Sarasota, Florida, and mm-hmm. that's about mm-hmm. seven hours away from here and it dawned on me one day prior to um, prior to actually like really having the opportunity to go and visit her, that it had been seven years since I was able to spend time with my mom. And my brother. And you don't have the opportunity sometimes to get that time back. Like, there's no reason why someone should be working so hard. And the only time you get to see them is during a funeral.
0: Or a wedding. Or a wedding, right? (laughs) That that seems to be the big family get-togethers.
2: Right. So, you know, either it can be that very joyous occasion of of a wedding or it could be a not so joyous occasion as a funeral. And um, being able to have that ability to say, yeah, I want to go visit my mom and my brother. I want to be able to get them gifts. I want to be able to say hi to my friends and spend time with them and not have to worry about whether or not, um, you know, I'll be able to pay my bill by the time I get back. And not being able to worry about if I'll be able to pay my bills later on, whether or not I'll be able to pay my bills for um, my rent versus my lights, that that's important to me. It just service now has been able to give me um, stability. And, and I'm going to speak this into existence because I believe in manifestation, my home, <laughs> you know,
1: well, I think a lot of it too, like a, a lot of your career things were kind of timed like also with like, I, I hate using the big scary C word, but COVID, right? I think that brought up time to a lot of people's minds, right? You know, it happened to me as well of like, wow, now I'm stuck inside for a couple of years and all my family's in Ohio. And so I think it, it really drew to a to everyone's focus, the importance of like what you said really matters, which is the ability to do the really fun, nice family and things that you, with people you love. And it makes me very, very grateful and happy to hear that that, that's something that ServiceNow has offered you because it's offered it to me and it's really changed my life in that way.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I echo the same statement. You know, my dad and mom are now in their late eighties. So every day is precious, and yeah. uh, m- my brothers came up with the idea. Hey, Dad's birthday's coming up in June. We should get together, and we made it happen. And there's no reason Heck not yeah. to. We have the means. We have some PTO coming up, so you have to. You just have to because it's one. Of the, it's one of those things that if you don't, you're going to regret it that you didn't when you had the opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well, one thing that was interesting that you spoke to was kind of your your previous lives and a variety of different kind of careers and how that has changed your perspective on tech. And I really like examining this because I come from the kind of very traditional, like, took uh, comp sign high school, took comp college, and I've done comp sci related stuff my whole life. But I'll always say that the gentleman that took over my position at my previous company, I would say is a way better developer than I've ever been. And he studied English from what I remember. So I'd like to kind of examine like your previous careers and how they've opened up your perspective in IT and what that kind of like contributes
2: to. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Let's start <laughs> off with a couple of things. So All right. When I was pursuing my master's for psychometrics, if anyone isn't aware, it's a fusion of psychology, education, and statistics, pretty much in a bow. And um, from there, what I was able to do is understand um, how assessments and statistics come into play with um, decision making. And it's such a great thing because it's a multi billion dollar business. But at the same time, what it helps you do is understand how decisions are made in overall factor, whether it be for, um, education or it be for, uh, lawmaking, all this stuff matters. And, um, when I was working for the Florida department of education, um, it was one of the ways that teachers actually were able to teach and, um, You know, counselors were able to be within schools and um, principals were able to, you know, head those those departments. So, you know, what I was able to do with that is use that to really hone in on performance analytics. And Mm -hmm. even with uh, when my husband decided to pivot to firefighting, Unfortunately, we lived in a very, very rural town at the time. And unfortunately, uh, positions weren't really uh, available. So I found myself doing such things as being a leasing agent. And it's like, how do you correlate any of the stuff that you receive from college to leasing? And what it helped me do is be able to talk openly to people, find dialogues with people, create bonds and you know, create connections. And I find that to be relatively easy and being able to just speak simply because that's what matters to most people is just being able to not talk the jargon, but say exactly what you mean and put it with a smile.
0: That's a good point that a lot of technical people miss is, is they get down deep into the weeds on technical jargon, facts and features and like, no, there's there's a story. There's an understanding that has to happen first, a connection that needs to be made. You need to understand what their problem is and oftentimes what their language is. And I'm not talking about you know English versus Hindi versus Spanish. It's, it's what is their background that you're coming from and how do you relate to that so that you can make that connection, build that trust, and then they're more likely to listen to what you have to say. Absolutely. So, Ebony... You've come a long way in the last couple of years. In fact, I don't think hardly anybody in this ecosystem knew who you were a couple of years ago. Is there something you would do different? If you were to look back on this and say, hey, Ebony from 2021, here's a tip. What would that be?
2: Be gentle with myself. And what I mean by that is I put a lot of intrinsic pressure on myself to do well. And, um, my former, uh, colleagues at Wallstar would say, Ebony, oh my God, just, you're, you're going to figure it out. I will put myself in timeout sometimes because I'm like, I should know this. I should be better. I should be doing better. And they're just like, Ebony, calm down. You'll be okay. You know, you're learning. <laughs> and, um, you know, to understand that this is a part of the process. This is embracing the process. This is a part of the things that just come along with learning service now. And it's okay. Just understand that this is a part of the lesson that there is to be learned. Breathe in, breathe out. Sometimes you will make a mistake that you already know, and that's okay too. But how do you improve from the time that you initially, um, realize that you made a simple mistake and, you know, make it better because that's, like I said, that's one of my hardest things is just being so critical of things that I feel like I should know. And even then the stuff that I was doing was pretty complex at the time. And I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Just being gentle, realizing that I'm not going to know everything. And everyone in the platform does not know they don't know everything as well. So amen.
0: Yeah. Nobody knows everything.
1: No, not at all. if you knew only knew how many product experts that we reach out to internally when we prep for stuff. I mean, it's it's a bit humbling if you if we were to put it all out there, <laughs> how much we ask other people for help.
0: Definitely takes That's, a village. Absolutely. absolutely.
1: Well, considering you've done some past reflection, let's kind of look towards your uh, more recent present, I would I guess. Um, is there anything that you consider the highlight of your career thus far? I mean, you have a lot of options from what I've been hearing on the grapevine from our, uh, our lovely keynote prep as far as that goes. <laughs> oh my
2: goodness. Um, I look at everything as a highlight. And what I mean by that is, Even the smallest things are big steps towards something greater. Ooh, that's good. What I mean by that is when I achieved my CSA, that was just a stepping stone towards something greater. Mm. Passing that first exam meant that I'm supposed to be here. This is what I'm supposed to do. I have the capability, I worked hard. That demonstrated that. I have to know how to do this and I should continue this. And even though that might seem like such a little thing for someone that's coming in from a brand new spectrum, that means everything. And now, you know, uh, I'm, I have more certifications. Um, you know, I'm a rising star.
1: You're a dev MVP yes, as well. And, you know, you are all right. You've already done more uh, keynotes than I have. Like I, this will be the. <laughs> no,
0: no, no! You did the tech summit keynote a few years ago. Yeah,
1: a few years ago. I'm out of practice. She's going to be showing me up on the big stage. We were talking about that earlier.
2: <laughs> so you know, keynoting at at school, keynoting, um, you know, at knowledge, all of these things are working towards something greater. So. I can't say that there's one thing because they all mean so much to me and it's just been a fantastic journey and I just can't wait for for the rest of that to come.
0: I love that perspective because it, it echoes what I say to people too. It's your current place in this world is a collection of all of your experiences. You took a unique path to get where you are, whether it was through milestones like CSA or events or experiences, good or bad, that have led you to where you are today. It's not on our list, but I have to ask the follow-up question: Do you have an ultimate goal, or are you just going along for the ride, like I am?
2: Well, my ultimate goal.
0: CEO of ServiceNow.
2: Hey, I think that that sounds pretty good, Ebony Akiblasi. I'll yep. let Bill know. You know what? <laughs> Go ahead, put me in touch. But <laughs> But um what I would like to do is um influence others by becoming the first uh next gen rise up architect. Ooh, I love that. So if anyone would like to uh mentor me, um I'm open for application. <laughs> but All but right. Seriously, um
0: you heard it here first.
2: Yes, I would love to um to be an architect. There's so much that I would I would love to um, to do within the platform. I just need the access and opportunity to do it. So I look forward to doing that next.
0: What words of advice do you have for new developers who may be listening to this?
2: There's a couple of things. I remember when I was in class and hearing the word developer frightened me. <laughs> and it's because we are told you know, maybe from society, maybe from other people, that being a developer is about writing tons of code and script and having to learn like 20 million languages and, you know, just being the smartest person. There is like being the Stephen Hawking of <laughs> of, of script, right? But with ServiceNow and their development process, it's it's not that at all. You don't have to be a an expert there's something called citizen development that is no code low code and you can make great contributions that way where you know you're able to develop and you know if I would have realized that sooner you know I would have realized that I can be a developer I will be a developer and there are other options for me so for the most part when um most people that were coming from Rise Up Next Gen can't even fathom being a developer. It's only a word. It's only a word. It's only a word.
0: If we could pick a different word, it should be like creator or innovator or... Innovator sounds good. Something that conjures up taking your imagination and turning it into a solution.
2: Absolutely. Because that word within itself... Was crippling for me, but to hear from others, which brings up a very good point as well, that there are resources such as the community, such as SN devs, going on LinkedIn, going on the Discord. There's so many different avenues of people that are willing to help.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That it took a village to get me here, and if it wasn't for those resources and those people and them willing to share what what they have. I wouldn't be here today um, speaking on, on this this platform. So that's what I would say. Just be open to learning. And um, one thing that I was told from a professor is that I won't learn everything in life, so learn from others. And I've, I've taken that wholeheartedly, and it's helped me get here today.
1: I really like that advice too, because I think there's a lot of assumptions, especially with developing on a platform, that it's kind of a pay to win system, right? Like to get good at it, you have to pay for some ridiculously priced training program and certification. And of course, there are big fancy ones for service now too. But I think if especially effective immediately, establishing connections is not only probably a faster route to go, at least in the beginning, but- you can also really niche down and figure out what you like and what you're really good at first, to then escalate in the right direction. And I, I love hearing that that's kind of how you how you worked through that. Is there a specific area of interest on service now that you have that you that that you have found a niche in?
0: She gave us a hint earlier, but I think I know, I know. know. <laughs> Spell it out for us. I
2: love performance analytics. Performance analytics is my baby. It's my heart. It's my everything. I love it. And most people fear it. But like I said, I'm able to I'm able to tell a story. <laughs> right? Yes. I'm able to tell a story with the data that I have. I'm able to tell, you know, I'm able to show trends. I'm able to show whether or not we're reaching targets and our goals and, you know, um being able to make predictions. I love that part of the platform. And what most people fear is what I actually love. <laughs> being able to work on that part of the platform. And I'm not sure why that is the hardest exam for me to pass, but it doesn't mean that I don't love it nonetheless. <laughs>
0: That's a great position to be in. If other people are fearing it or, or just not attracted to it and you're running towards it, you've got a huge advantage on that. Thank you. Oh, ebony, it's been great talking to you today. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Before we leave, can you let the people know how they can get in touch with you?
2: Okay. So if you want to reach out to me on LinkedIn, um, you just have to look up my name, Ebony Akibla, um, or my email, which would be ebony l akibla at gmail.com. I don't have a Twitter and I don't have a website yet.
0: Well, thank you, Ebony, and thank you, wonderful listener, for joining us today. Don't forget, we have other podcasts. You can find them on the community at servicenow.com slash community under the events menu or use the short link devlink.sn slash podcasts. You can subscribe to this or any of them for absolutely free and get them automatically delivered to you. Find them wherever you find your regular podcasts. Breakpoint is brought to you by ServiceNow Executive Producers. Well, that would be me and Lauren. Video and captions are done by our coworker Earl Duque. And to find out more about the ServiceNow Developer Program, head on over to developer.servicenow.com. Again, thank you so much, Ebony, for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave
0: feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening. What do you think Chuck is going to do with a stage? Uh,
2: You might want to go ahead and actually patent that.
0: No, I, come on. I got a grander entrance than that.
2: can't really hide my accent. Don't hide it. Be proud of it. What is she trying to do now with science?
1: Um, hmm. Let me see.
0: What words of advice do you have for any new device? Okay, let's try that again the way I should have said it. What words of advice do you have? Um, no. Okay, back to the script. How am I trying? I'm
2: trying to think of the right word for it. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, it, I... Uh, goodness. I,
0: I, <laughs> it seems to be a pattern here. I think so. <laughs> or use the short link, devlink.sn slash podcasts. You can... Sc- sub- you can you, I'm doing that part over again. The ending is falling apart. How do I fix it? You do it. I like that.